iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Apple Store Soho. How is everybody feeling tonight? Jonah Hill and Russell Brand like 50 feet away. That's seriously the enthusiasm I'm getting. One more time. How's everybody feeling tonight? That's what I'm looking for. There we go. A little craziness. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Jonah Hill, Russell Brand, and this evening's guest moderator, Donna Friedkin of USA Today. Hello, good afternoon. So let's start by, uh, I have to ask you guys, given Aaron's very uh, tough gig in this movie, what's been the toughest job either of you have had? It's funny hearing people just genuinely shopping in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the worst job I ever had was making boxes. It was a terrible job. I don't recommend it to anybody. And if you can avoid it, please do that. At least you know when a box is finished because of uh, geometry. <laughs> you know, so if you all know that, that will be a cubic completion. I was a postman. Uh, that's <laughs> mailman in your... Uh, yeah, it was for a while. But I was also a drug addict. So the, the two things were... Uh, they're oppositional ideas because letters have to be delivered early in the morning. Uh, mail sacks are heavy. And if you're a drug addict, you are an opportunistic thief. So it's still... Did you ever open it. things and find great, like, Yeah, things? I've got a good Best of Frank Sinatra CD. I got once. Uh, and a lot of people's birthday money. <laughs> Some people think that's morally reprehensible. Nah, whatever works. I try not to worry. I'm sure you got a good Christmas haul too, right? Christmas is a fine time of year yeah. for letters. Yeah. A lot of money. For a crooked postman. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when your life really comes together as a crooked postman. <laughs> oh, as an English Newman. <laughs> <laughs> well, but back to the movie. Talk about the origins of this project with both of you. I mean, did, was this the plan after forgetting Sarah Marshall? Well, Nick Stoller, who's in charge of us, because he's the director and writer of the film and also directed Sarah Marshall, he's seen me and Jonah together, and like, it always sounds like he was like a dog breeder watching some spaniels mating. So he liked it, and it turned him on to watch us together. right? And then since they decided he wanted to do, make us do more things with each other, and he, that's what this film was, just one man getting his kicks. With it's like the Labradoodle. It's basically... It's the basic equation there. With the Labradoodle. Man saw a Labrador and a poodle <laughs> and said, these two should make a baby. And it's uh, <laughs> kind of what got him to the Greek is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Labradoodle. I think anyone who like, looks at a Labrador and a poodle and then starts thinking about sex of any kind needs to see some sort of doctor. Probably. But did you guys always know you'd have chemistry on screen? Because you, are, you do make quite a fabulous couple. I didn't know. I just was like, it's really funny. Like, I just, uh, maybe it's like sort of in coital conjugal matters of the bedroom, because I've now noticed there are some children here and have suddenly amended my style. During, like, during coital erotic copulation, one doesn't, amidst it, go, my God, look at us go. We're soaring like eagles. But, like, in retrospect, laying in your own fluids, you sometimes think, by God, that was magnificent. And that's what I think with Jonah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
You can't say it much better than that. Yeah. I know Nick um, talked with both of you quite a lot about developing the script and developing the characters. Can you guys uh, talk about that and how that worked? It's like when you're soaring like eagles. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, from my from my personal experience, I had to play a different character than my character in Sam Marshall because, uh, you know, although that character I, I thought was funny, he's too weird and stalkerish to be one of the two leads of a movie because he just makes people generally uncomfortable. And uh, you know, so we developed the characters just to kind of make sure they were different and, and were worthy of carrying their own movie and kind of develop them enough as uh, three-dimensional people. Yes, I, I agree with all of that. And I endorse it. It wasn't meant to be funny. You don't have to be angry like it wasn't funny. It was just a genuine answer. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be a joke. We have to legitimately respond to the questions, otherwise you, can you respond will however you want. feel that your investigation yeah. is not going well. Yeah, I want you to feel that the investigation is going well. We actually work for Apple, and we want this to be so boring that you'll just go buy an iPad instead of sitting here. <laughs> for God's sake, is there yeah. some virtual world we could be living in? <laughs> well, how did you develop Aldous, though, for this? Because he is like a fully, completely, fully realized rock star. How did I like yeah. research him? Yeah, and develop, yeah, develop the character. What I did was I became a drug addict for 10 years, even before I knew that Nick or Jonah existed. So you knew that this was coming? I suspected, okay. while I lay slumped in crack houses in East London, I thought, one day this will pay off. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And lo and behold, Aldous. Yeah, he's like a... Oh, I mean, like I'm not suggesting that if you want to play a pastiche of a rock star in a Judd Apatow movie, become a crack addict, it might not be 100% successful as a research method. But for me, it did work. And what about African... Don't do drugs. <laughs> They're bad. What about African Child? Well, what that was is, like, say sometimes rock stars, uh, it seems, get involved in causes and maybe uh, there's some insincerity in that. Uh, I think that Aldous Snow is a rock star that only really cares about fellatio and attention. And like, so he pretends to care about uh, problems in the continent of Africa to make himself look nice. But he can't be bothered to learn anything about it because he maybe thinks it's a bit boring. What, so. what was that great line that, that Jackie had that he might one day consider, possibly consider going Going there? to Africa. Yeah. He might go there one day. It was too dangerous. I think she's, she concluded... In the context of a film, that line is resonant. <laughs> that is the beauty of films, I suppose. They provide structure for jokes. Mm -hmm. That is true. What musicians influenced how you played him? Uh, directly speaking, Noel Gallagher, because I'm f from Oasis, because I'm friends with him. So like, he just influenced it because I was able to look at him and see how he behaved and study his surly nonchalance. You spoke to him once, didn't you, on the radio show? Yeah, Russell had a radio show in England, and I went on it after Sarah Marshall and Noel Gallagher, and I immediately somehow got into an argument. I had nothing to do with it. And uh, he's very, like, rock starish and crazy. He just started yelling at me for no reason, remember? I was so embarrassed because, like, yeah. I told Jonah how nice Noel Gallagher was. <laughs> it's like telling someone that, oh, I've got this lovely dog. And then when the dog comes, it bites you. Yeah. So he doesn't normally do that. He was surly. He was <laughs> really surly. surly. I was so embarrassed. He was like a drunk uncle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, how much did you guys improv when shooting? 
I think we improvised quite a bit. You know, um, it started off. Nick Stoller is a really great writer. He wrote this great script, and then we, uh, you know, we just improvised to make sure we have different options and you know different jokes and different emotional tones. So when he's cutting it, if something's not working, he has other options to go to. So usually ends up around uh, sixty to seventy percent scripted and thirty to forty percent improvised. I would say. Yeah, Again, not a funny answer, but... Uh, but a true answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is... the uh, Jonah's answer is true. I'm confused. Well, are we on the second floor? You are. I don't remember coming up any stairs. Oh, you were carried you up the stairs, here. don't you remember? <laughs> ah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we flew. Do each of you have a favourite moment from the film? Or a like, favourite moment shooting, I should say? Favourite scene shooting? Mine's probably the Today Show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really liked shooting there. I went to school here in New York at New School University. And uh, so when I would watch movies being filmed around New York, I'd be like, man, one day that would be mm -hmm. so crazy if I was in a movie that was shooting around here. And when we were in Rockefeller Center, we kind of like took over all of Rockefeller Center. And it was very surreal and dreamlike to kind of have it be for our film, you know? So that for me was special. Yeah, I also like that because I had an opportunity to be uh, sexually overt with Meredith Vieira. And uh, it's sort of like it's like being cheeky to a deputy headmistress or principal in your language, uh, which is still actually our language. Um, <coughs> we only lent it, yeah. Um, like, and Nick Stoller actually said to me, like, so I'm going on Today Show tomorrow, which is confusing for me quant in a quantum way to go on the Today Show tomorrow because when will it be? And I, um, but like, uh, what's going to happen is he told me that I had to try and seduce Meredith Vieira, and I've said that I'm going to try to. And I think you did try to, <laughs> from I, what I noticed. Yeah, I did try to. It went badly. She was offended. No, she, she was smitten. cool. She, she was cool. Yeah. Yeah, smitten. Yes, she okay. was up for it. Fair enough. Okay. Not up for it. Up for it. Oh, I right. mean, like, <laughs> up for being funny in the movie and stuff. What's this mean? That means. That's just an apple. Yes. You can't own that idea. <laughs> That's a type of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so music is such a major part of this. I mean, it's, it's the driving force of this movie. What music has been incredibly influential with both of you? Well, that's a difficult question. All right, hold on. Yeah. Um, I like, well, The Smiths and Morrissey I love very much. Because I love Morrissey so dearly. I, I trouble him on the internet. Like, I've got his email address, and sometimes I just question him, you know. Nothing private, just about, you know, anything, really. And I like, uh, like you know, The Doors. I like uh, Sid Barrett, Nick G G Drake, Nick Cave. Any of the Nicks. Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nick Carter. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I like that little... Nick Nolte. Nick, oh, he released an album. He's only got a couple of days to solve this case. Go on, mate. It's basically 48 hours. What about you, Jonah? Name one. I don't know. You know, classic rock, you know, Stones, Kinks, and stuff like that. And then um, uh, early hip-hop stuff, you know, like early 90s hip-hop and 80s hip-hop. And uh, uh, newer bands, I guess I could say, like, like Vampire Weekend and Arcade Fire and... Beirut and Dr. Dog, stuff like that. I like Drake. He's pretty good. Yeah. So you've got a diverse range of musical tastes. I have tastes. a very eclectic uh, musical taste, that's why. Um, Os Mutantes. Boring. 
boring answers. I can just oh. list bands that I like. Uh. I've got a headache. You do. Does anyone have any Advil? Someone must have, by law of averages, have some Advil in their purse or something. Can I have some? And can it please not be a maniac who's using this as an opportunity yeah. to kill me? I'm going to be very selective for you about who please, you take you homemade you, Advil from in this You're crowd. better at decisions than I am. Yeah. You've proved that time and again. Oh, this is well uh, fishy. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's I appreciate that gesture, but... <laughs> You are not supposed to be holding bags full of pills like this. Why is it not in branded <laughs> packaging? Where's the I'm going to get you some Advil from like a bottle or whatever. Look, this is, they've got the, their logo up. Where's something? Advil, is it in a proper packet? Or has it got Advil this written in This just looks pen? like the shadiest. Look, look, there's one, there's three just like, red, like red pills in here. Thank you. That's the sort of shit they take in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take them, Jonah. You'll end up in the future, which you won't like. You've already established. <laughs> These pills allow you to be five seconds in the future. These pills have numbers and stuff all over them. This is the shadiest thing ever. We're keeping that. That's evidence now. You're going down. We're narcs. That's why we're here. You're we're really all busted. Just, yeah. <laughs> we're cops. Oh, this is difficult. It's a you tough crowd because all you guys want to do is just go play with an iPad. If I were you guys, I would be playing with an iPad as opposed to What's sitting What's your game here. you like? Angry Birds. <laughs> he loves that Angry Birds. I want to play Angry Birds. He's obsessed with yeah. it. Yeah. Good What's game. Angry? What's Angry Birds? I beat it. No big deal. It's, it's a game whatever. he plays. He plays it's it on It's not even iPad. important. I don't even want to get yeah, into it. It's like, I beat it in like three days. It's just like this part of my life. This has gone into disarray. It's yeah. gone into disarray. Right, from Ryan, start nicking things from the shop. <laughs> no, I have a legit question for you if guys. If we all decided to steal stuff from the store, we, too, no one could overpower all of us. Because there's too many of us. Like, if we all decided to like really go grab shit right now, like they wouldn't have enough security to stop us from stealing stuff. That's the thing. Revolution is a constant yeah. possibility. So, if we suddenly go, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> we're just gonna be chaos. We I'm literally have enough pills. power here to rob this entire Mac store. Which leads me to my next point. We should do that. <laughs> it, it led really neatly to that. I'm a Segway king. I've told you this before. That's incredible. It's like Joycean. That's James Joyce. He's an Irish writer. <laughs> you guys, how did, the Tom, how did Tom Felton come to be in the movie? How did that happen? Tom Felton, who plays Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, uh, does a cameo in the film uh -huh. as himself. Um... This came about because we were shooting in London, Russell's hometown, and, and uh, I had gotten word that the cast of Harry Potter were fans of mine, so they invited me down, which was really cool, especially for my girlfriend who's obsessed with Harry Potter. Um, I'm more of a Twilight guy. Um, um, uh, <laughs> team Jacob. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know any of that stuff, uh, but I do. Um, uh, no, but Harry Potter's awesome. So I went down to the set and met all them. And Tom Felton, who's Draco Malfoy, ended up being a huge fan. And we started talking. And at this point, anyone, Russell or myself or Diddy, who's oddly hysterical in the movie. I know you yeah. might not think he would be hilarious in the movie, considering he's like a serious rap mogul guy. He kills it in the movie. He's hilarious. And, uh, and uh, Tom, so we just, at that point, we were asking anyone famous we met, like, hey, do you want to be in our movie? <laughs> just as yourself, because it was the type of movie where you could have famous people play themselves in it. And so he just came and did it, and he let us make Harry Potter jokes, and uh, it was really fun. He's hilarious in the movie. 
Yeah, you bullied him and undermined him, and he let you get away with it. Yeah, that's our relationship. Well, <laughs> Kinky. Well, I'm a, I'm a hairy guy. Draco, Draco's mean. Do you guys see doing a third, not, I guess not a third one, but another Aldous Snow Aaron movie? Yeah, I want to do that one, that, that word, Labradoodle. Were you like guys me mate? and you in Labradoodle. We might mate. Aaron and Aldous versus Dracula. Aaron and Aldous <laughs> versus Frankenstein. We'd be in a desert for one against mummies <laughs> yeah. and that. Well, do you guys have some questions? I guess you have, yeah. Russell, I know you're going to be into some anime movies. What is uh, Megamind and Despicable Me like in your, your point of views? You do Megamind because you're in it. I'll do Despicable Me because I'm in it. Okay, uh, Meg, I was in this movie, How to Train Your Dragon, that was out uh, earlier this year, and um, yeah, thanks. And then uh, another, I'm in another one of these movies, it's like, a, it's about like superheroes and villains, and uh, it's with Will Ferrell and Tina Fey and myself and Brad Pitt, and uh, it's really funny, it's, it's a cool superhero movie, I'm excited. Yeah, that comes out in like November. I'm in a film, it's a, like, but all that's in it is my voice. I don't know how they've yeah, done it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> it's just like a gas. It's like going, oh, we just need your fingers to be in a film. It's like, so I've just rented out these sounds that I'm making now to be in a film on their own. This might be part of it. I don't know how they'll stitch it into a plot, but that's not my responsibility. And then I'm playing the Easter Bunny. Imagine that. Like, it's like the people that make Alvin and the Chipmunks, everything in it's real, except I'm the Easter Bunny. And instead of caring about Easter eggs, I'm trying to get into different avenues of consciousness to find liberation. They said, Russell, this is not going to make sense. It's got nothing to do with Easter. And I said, Easter doesn't make sense anyway. Another one over here to your right. <clears throat> so um, I was going to ask, is, uh, would you say the movie does really depict well what it's like in everyday movie life? Is this, Jonah, what you do whenever you're on a movie set or when you get a chance to go around or... Would it be a little bit exaggerated? Like, just the party in the... Well, this is more like about like the music business side of things, but uh, no, I don't do anything like that. <laughs> My nights usually involve playing Angry Birds uh, and hanging out watching movies and stuff. But, uh, you know, Diddy, who is obviously in the music business, was a very good authenticator for whether what we were doing was accurate or not. And he actually took both of us on separate Las Vegas trips to party with him to show us what it was like to party with a rock star uh, which I didn't know what it was like and it's kind of like the movie <laughs> it's very similar yeah we have a question back here hi we're all big fans at Free Fall Adventures I've got my crew here and Free we saw Fall Free Fall and we saw there was a bass jump in Free the Fall, movie eh? and uh, we would like to cordially invite both of you to come out and skydive at Free Fall all right, Adventures. Thanks. This is a coupon for you. To base jump? To skydive. And by the way, Russell, nobody can Google anything in our office anymore. There are those pills <laughs> for you. Without somebody saying, did you mean? Since you must have already taken a bag of them to assume that I'm going to jump off a cliff with a complete stranger. But thank you for the lovely offer. I'll dive into the sky. I mean, it's just like that. I wouldn't do it out of an airplane. So though. you base jump in skydive? Wow. Mm. Got okay. some guts. Why can't you Google no more? Because every time somebody tries to Google anything, somebody says, did you mean? 
<laughs> uh, didn't you mean, yeah, when Google is sarcastic? Uh, that's uh, an observation I've made that Google thinks it's better than us. And I don't like it when you misspell something and it goes, didn't you mean, in sarcastic italics. We invented Google and we can destroy it. Question here in the center. Um, Russell, you play a rock star in this film, um, and you actually did a show as Outer Snow last week in LA. Would you oh, ever yeah. do like a music career? Would you ever want to pursue that? No, because like I'd feel too embarrassed. You know, like sort of. Like, I know some rock stars, and they're all quite cool. Look at me and Jonah. We're comedians. We're essentially a pair of idiots. You can't like have us upstairs, up, like standing on a stage, thrusting our privates forward, acting all cool. It'll make people nervous. So, uh, n no. I do like, I've got an album out, though, uh, but they're joke songs written by Jason Siegel and Carl Barat out of The Libertines and Jarvis Cocker out of Pulp and Jackie Q, actress Rose Byrne from Damages, sings two of the songs as well. They're mostly innuendos. We have a question from straight back. This one's for Jonah. Uh, I remember you in Superbad. Is there going to be a sequel to that? Um... I don't think there's going to be a sequel to Superbad because uh, everyone involved, we all love that movie very much and respect it and wouldn't want to make a second one and have it be worse than the first one and kind of cheapen something we really love. So, sorry, but uh, we love that movie, though, you know. I, I like to cheapen people that I really love <laughs> in a variety of ways. Uh, I am making a sequel to the to the Casablanca, though. Um, <laughs> I wasn't in that, so I don't care about ruining that. Mm. Uh, Casablanca two. It's going to be kidding. better. I'm, I'm going to read on the internet. Hill thinks he can remake Casablanca. Screw that guy. How dare you? <laughs> that was a, a dumb joke. All right. Do you guys uh, have some favorite rock movies? And if uh, you do, would you like to be in them? Like you know, one of the Beatles movies or something like that. Spinal Tap. Uh, okay, and who would you play? Uh, in Spinal Tap, I'd just like to be, uh, let's be the glove. I'd be the cucumber in the airport. Yeah. Uh, Spinal Tap is like the greatest rock and roll comedy ever, you know. Help is really, I really like Help, and, uh, and uh, Almost Famous is a really good rock, rock Dig. and roll movie. Dig, yeah, that's like my favorite. That's a documentary, though. That, yeah, that is the greatest documentary. That's a documentary. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> then people are taking a lot of heroin. <laughs> we have a question all the way to the very back. Uh, uh, Russell, wasn't Alice supposed to be sober? What happened with that? What happened was, mate, is to oldest was sober in Sarah Marshall, but to what Nick Stoller, who is a man who doesn't take drugs, has conjectured is that drug addiction is funny. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I uh, supported him in that by lending my time and efforts to it. And, and let's be honest, in the context of comedy, not the real world, and why should we be held responsible for reality, seeing that it might not exist anyway, there's no proof. Uh, no proof, except for, you know, this stuff everywhere. Um, like, so, like, it's drug addict movie funnier, like, you know, because otherwise it would have been a movie where, like, me and Jonah politely got onto airplanes on time, uh, quibbled about the size of the peanut packs and uh, smiled benignly at air stewardesses and uh, that might not be so much fun. So I think that you know the addition of drugs to that character made him a rip-roaring, bacchanalian force of wonder and gave uh, Jonah something to act off of. 
this is just a, a, a theory. Um, I've sort of, in a way, started to think that we were on the actor's studio with James Lipton. <laughs> I have a question over here on the far right. Hello. Um, yes, what was your guys' favorite part of filming? There's a bit at the end of the day where you just go home. I like that bit. <laughs> Uh, it's all fun, you know. We got to travel a lot. That was cool. Traveling's nice. Uh, like d meals are nice, and uh, also we did some. Well, not Vegas. We didn't like that. Generally speaking, we no. felt like we were in a neon prison. Uh, but like uh, we, I, I liked London because it was like going home, and I saw some of my friends. And I liked, I liked it when there was the right. Someone shut that dog up. Kill that dog. <laughs> a dog head. This is a place of technology. If that dog is not attached by a string to a blind person, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> what it is... Good night! <laughs> hey, guys. Um, I actually had the opportunity to see the movie, and I almost died from laughing, just so you know. So Thank you. Good preview. Um, but I just had a question for Jonah specifically. You're used to... We see you in a lot of movies with similar casts, you know, Jason Siegel, Seth Rogen. How was it for you, with the exception of working with Russell for the second time, working with basically an entire new cast and crew? Um, it was great, you know. Uh, I, I am used to working with a lot of people like Mike Sarah and, and Seth and, and uh, Siegel and Paul Rudd and those guys and Russell and I had worked together before. And it was a lot of new people such as like Diddy and Rose Byrne and uh, Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men plays my girlfriend. And, uh, you know, it was great though, you know. It, it was, you know, the director is a really good friend of mine. Russell's a good friend of mine. And Nick and Judd, the producer, Judd Apatow, who I've worked with like throughout my career, and and uh, it was great. And right before we shot this, I had shot a movie called Cyrus um, with myself and John C. Riley and Marissa Tomei, and that was way different because I didn't know them very well, and none of my friends were like the directors or producers or anything. It's kind of like a whole new deal, and and uh, so that was a good intro. That was a little more like I felt like going to a new school or something like that. And then this was very familiar because Rodney, the producer, and Judd and Nick and, and Russell and I were all buddies. So, you know, it wasn't as scary. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer to that. Over here on the far right. Yeah, by the way, my name is Nick, so I'll just add my name to that. How, how is it talking about Judd? Because uh, I really associate a lot of you with Judd. How was working with him and his process? Well, I like it because uh, he creates a nice environment for improvisation and uh, you know and spontaneity. Plus, I think he's like specialises in comedy that has a, a kind of a warmth to it, an evolution of I think the last sort of uh, comedic movement in this country, like sort of Farrelly Brothers type comedy. It seems like an evolution of that kind of more sort of male-oriented stuff. I also like the sort of like the, like it's good that when you work with people like Jonah like that people just bring up stuff that's from their own lives and freaky in the moment improvised thing people say stuff that's weird you know like sort of in a normal film you wouldn't get someone just doing that sneeze thing you know and it's nice to sit there because in that bit I'm just sort of watching Jonah Hill really close up to him just the same as watching it still makes me laugh watching it now and remember the time thing and oh, that's funny 
And also, there was one bit where, like, this bit, we ain't in the film, like, and I goes to him, like, we were improvising, sometimes you test each other when you're improvising, and, like, and, and, like there's a bit where he has to pretend to like African Child, which is a shit, racist, patronising record, right? And I go, I think there's an African Child in all of us, and he goes, yeah, so do I, I've got an African Child in me, says Jonah, and I goes, what's his name then? And, like, he looked at me all awkward for about 1.7 seconds, and I goes, what's his name? And he went, Sandy. <laughs> and it made me really happy that that was the name of an African child in his head. Because why would you say Sandy? Why would that? Because you wouldn't be called that if you uh, grew, grew up in Africa. And like, so I, that was one that I cracked up laughing at that. And that was, I, I liked it because they still paid me that day. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you guys very much. And, uh, we appreciate you coming, and honestly, uh, we hope you go check out the movie, and if you like it, feel free to tell your friends on Facebook and Twitter, and you know, I'm not going to beg you guys to go see it, but it's a really fun, funny it's movie. brilliant. So, yeah. and I want to do that thing that Diddy did, see if I can do it. Yeah. Diddy once did this so amazingly, and me and, him, me and Jonah just sat and looked at each other as yeah. if we were watching, like, without the negative connotations, Hitler address a crowd, because he did it with such portent and power. Diddy goes, after a screen, he went, right, I want all of you. He goes, word of mouth is the most important thing for any movie. I need all of you to go on Facebook and Twitter that you love this film. And we and Jonah started to nearly do it. <laughs> it was the most convincing speech I've ever had. I've ever, and he wasn't even talking to us. He we was talking to other people, and I was like, uh, okay, Diddy, okay. sure. Yeah. What if Diddy starts I almost a joined Facebook and Twitter just to say, <laughs> Diddy said to go see this movie. I just hope Diddy never commands me to go into the West Hollywood Hills and conduct a series of random murders. Thank you, guys. Get under the Greek, opening in theaters nationwide this Friday. And don't forget, the entire event this evening available for free on iTunes in the Meet the Filmmaker podcast series. Guys, thank you so much for coming out tonight. And please see the movie. It's hilarious.